Welcome to Closing Day. This podcast is for anyone looking to get into their very first home. The steps to buying a property are complicated. How much house can I afford? Where do I start? Should I just rent for the rest of my life? Hear from industry experts and get the answers. If you're looking to purchase your first home, you are in the right place. This podcast will help you get closer to closing day. Hey everyone, this is Cassie, producer of Closing Day, and I'm here with our host, Kyle Pucka. Cassie, quite the episode we got ahead of us. Yeah, Emin did a great job just letting us know what to expect when you have a home inspection and um, really just what they're looking for when they come into your house. Yeah, there's so many questions when someone walks into the house for the first time, especially when they're in that uh, looking phase and they're wondering, okay, do I need to kick the tires? Do I need to check the boiler this time around or do, is that for the home inspection? And Emin does a great job of helping us answer that. And again, this is Emin Snyder from ES Ventures Inc. Uh, and we've put some info in the show notes if you're interested in chatting with him about the home inspection. But anything, any other takeaways that from the episode, it's a, it's a good one. We, we get really in-depth with the home inspection. We give this episode its own home inspection. Oh, its own inspection. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. I think we're good. Let's jump in. So we are here with Evan. Evan, welcome to Closing Day. Thanks for having me. Yeah, excited to have you. I think the home inspection is a question uh, for a lot of people. Just when does it happen? All these things that surround the home inspection and how, what questions should I ask? How much does it cost? And we'll get into all of that. Sounds good. To start, I sort of want to hear your background and how it is that you got into the home inspection business. Good question. Good question. Um, You know, my grandpa was a builder. Dad's a builder. Uh, Ever since I was uh, growing up, I was on the construction site. So apparently it runs in our blood, never left. Um, Right out of college, I worked for an insurance company. Uh, traveled the state, did uh, construction claims and stuff like that. I got tired of driving. Uh, more importantly, my wife got tired of me driving. I uh, <laughs> was gone quite a bit. So around six years ago, I started my own home inspection business and still build on top of that, doing residential and commercial construction. So uh, I like to stay relevant in the field there. Um, I love it. It's a fun job. Uh, every day is different. So I think that's one of the things that appeals to me. And, you know, clients are, are always fun to meet and walk them through this property that they're about to purchase because um, it's a very important step in the real estate transaction process. And I think people do have a lot of questions about it. Yeah, definitely. Can you help our listeners understand exactly what it is a home inspector does? So you're a business owner. Uh, is it full-time home inspections or are you sometimes also building additions on homes what what does sort of a day in the life look like for a home inspector good question more and more these days it's more and more home inspections Um, i'm busy most of the time doing that so most of my business has you know transitioned more towards the home inspecting i will do a little bit of building you know help my father manage jobs and stuff like that and generate business there but more and more it's on the the home inspection side uh, just because the demand keeps growing for it cool and help us understand exactly what a home inspection is. So as listeners have sort of followed us along this journey, they've gone to a couple homes, uh, they've met with lenders, they've made an offer, and now their realtor or a family member is saying, oh, are you getting a home inspection? Uh, Have you done the home inspection yet? Have you found a home inspector? 
when when they're thinking, oh, do I need a home inspection or what exactly is a home inspection? What what is it when you set foot on a property that you're that you're doing for that home buyer? And are you working for the home buyer or are you working for the bank? And and kind of what what does that look like? I gotcha. You know, as a home inspector, we are the only party that works directly with our client, the the future homeowner there. Uh, we're the party that's supposed to work directly for them, report directly to them. We technically can only release our report to them unless they give permission to do so. Um, we're supposed to act in their best interest, you know, to do our due diligence for the client. Not required. You know, a lot. some people won't do home inspections. It's strongly recommended by yeah. a lot of people. The more and more people you ask, you know, you're about to make a big purchase. Um, home prices, you know, just seem to, you know, keep going up. So you're spending a lot of, you know, time and money on this future investment. So it's kind of like, you know, buying a car. Uh, if you buy a car, you want to take it to a mechanic and have them run through it to see what you're potentially getting into. Home inspection is no different, but with, you know, just a house instead of a vehicle. Yeah. So yeah, not required. Would strongly recommend it. Um, again, we act in our client's best interest. When our client calls us up, you know, we'll book a home inspection. Um, we will then coordinate with their realtor as far as getting access that day you know, get a lockbox or if it's a, you know, a homeowner occupied property, get access that day. And then we will go on site, you know, every home inspector is different. Um, I typically spend, you know, three to five hours on site, you know, basically just going through the property, you know, we'll start on the outside, we'll hop up on the roof. Uh, we'll look at everything from your shingles to your flashing. We'll walk around the, the outside of the property. We'll look at stuff like your grading, which is, you know, your main line of defense for your foundation walls. Um, we'll pop electrical panels. We'll make sure your wiring's good in your panels. We'll check for GFI protection. Uh, we'll go room by room through your house. Um, you know, we'll look at your furnaces or boilers. Uh, we'll throw our knee pads on. We'll suit up. We'll go crawling around in your crawl spaces. <laughs> then we'll crawl around up in your attic. Um, basically, we're spending a lot of time on site to do our due diligence to see any visual problems, right? We can't do any destructive stuff. So, you know, I can't go into a property with a sawzall and start cutting holes start in the walls. Start behind the drywall. Yeah, usually frowned yeah. upon. Um, we'll do everything we can, though. You know, if there's an issue, there's usually, a, you know, a visual indicator We'll use infrared devices to see if there's any gaps, you know, in your walls or ceilings for insulation. We'll check for heat registers. The house I'm just coming from today had a radiant floor heat system, so I fired that off to make sure that those coils were working. Um, you know, moisture meters, all stuff like that. You know, we'll nice. check for asbestos-like substances, potential biological growth. We're just basically there to spend time on site to see if there's any potential issues that are visual. Then, you know... We'll do a walkthrough and then send out a report. Um, usually those reports vary uh, in size. I'd say most of my reports vary, you know, from, you know, 50 to 80 pages, depending on how many photos. I'm a photo-heavy person. Nice. So uh, yeah. I think, you know, when you're walking through with a client on a property, they may not remember everything that you're throwing at them during the walkthrough. Yeah, so, oh, so. there's a crack in the concrete here, and here's yep. the picture of it. Yep, exactly. And how big it is. And exactly. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah, that's that's incredible. The amount of knowledge that a home inspector has to have when they've set foot on a property. Can we um, can we rewind? Yep. And talk about the home exploration process for a first time home buyer. Yeah, no problem. And when they're walking into a home for the first time, maybe it's an open house. Maybe they saw one on Zillow and they want to go check it out. It seems like the information you just described is information that I would want to know, and first time home buyers would want to know when they're walking around the house. So can you come with us to all these open houses? Is that how that works? Or what do you recommend uh, for first-time home buyers that are thinking, I don't know what to look at when I'm looking at a at a boiler or at yep. a water heater? What, yep. what should I be thinking about? 
Or is this too early to be thinking about You know, what things? I would say is, you know, the home buying process is complicated, right? There's a lot of stuff going on. It can be stressful. The main thing initially would be to find that house that you want, that you're qualified for, working with the realtor. You know, that's a big hurdle just right off the bat. So find that house. Um, when you finally find that place that you want to lock down and look into, then your realtor, you know, will do their paperwork, you know, get that house under contract. And then you would reach out to the home inspector. You know, if you've, you're walking through and obviously there's, you know, uh, you know, a five inch crack in the foundation, you probably don't have to be an expert to know that there's an issue going on there. So stuff that you can look forward to there, but you know, I don't want my clients or potential future clients, you know, you know, at the open house popping off the electrical cover because I don't want them to get electrocuted. You know, they <laughs> right. shouldn't be messing with the boilers and stuff like that. Leave that to the home inspector that you choose to go with after you've locked that house down. Sure. We talked a little bit in a previous episode about contingencies when you make an offer contingent on a, a thorough home inspection or a or a good home inspection, I guess, is right. one of the things that might wind <laughs> up in, in one of your contingency yep. offers or um, – you say, okay, I'm, I'm going to make an offer contingent on what would be the language there? Or I know you're not writing that contract. <laughs> typically, what do you see? I think it's just basically contingent upon the home inspection, right? Yeah. It's, it's pretty, the- it's pretty open. Um, that way, you know, if you're, you've locked this house down, you want to purchase it. And then after the home inspection, say, you know, I find something that's, you know, um, disconcerting to you or something that, you know, you say, Hey, I really like this house, but this is turning me off on it. That gives you one of the few opportunities to actually back out of that transaction. I believe it's usually home inspection and financing is one of them. Okay. Yeah. Those two things. So the offer is, yep, approved. And then you're heading towards your closing day. However, a home inspector could come back and say, you might want to rethink this, this offer. Or what does that discussion look like? Actually, that's a, that might be a good direction to go is you, you know, you're representing the buyer or yep. you're in the court of the buyer, Yep. but you don't necessarily, you're not, are you giving advice to the buyer? Hey, if I were you, I wouldn't get into this house or, hey, just understand that you should back out of this house. Are you saying those things or are you not allowed to say those things? <laughs> no, that's a good question. You know, I have people ask me that all the time. You know, usually at the end of the, uh, the walkthrough, they always ask, well, would you buy this house? Mm-hmm. You know, I always tell them, you know, uh, everything's situational, right? You know, um, I can't tell you if you should buy your house or not. You know, my job is to uh, show you any potential issues or things you may want to consider with this property. You know, we all have different styles of houses that we like, all different locations. So my job is to look at this house that you want to buy, uh, present all the facts or potential issues that I have found that I want you to um, realize or go into further review with if there's experts that need to be brought in as far as structural engineers or anything like that. My job is to present all that to you. Then you have to set the level of severity on it. Um, again, every client's different. Some people may say, you know, you know, this house has X, but I really like it because of this. So I can't tell people, you know, to make a purchase or not based upon, you know, my opinions on stuff. Right. So my job is to basically be a little unbiased, right? Neutral and unbiased, but acting in the client's best interest, present the facts to them. Um, and then they'll have to have that conversation with their realtor, you know, like, Hey, what do we pursue? Or I'm yeah. worried about this. We should address this with, you know, the seller and stuff like that. In some ways it seems like what is their tolerance for risk also right? right. that you mentioned, you sort of compared it to, the purchase of the vehicle. Yep. And you might get a hundred thousand more miles on this used car. Or, you know, this engine's looking a little bit like it's got some wear and tear on it. Uh, you might get twenty thousand. Right. But just kind of knowing that that's the range that you're working with, you know, this roof might go another five years without leaking. 
or it might leak tomorrow. Right. <laughs> and if you want to back out of a house because a roof might leak, you, I suppose, could do that. But you've gone this far. You're you're this close to the finish line. You know, the home inspection can be scary for folks. Right. Because <laughs> you're not telling them, I love the tiling in the bathroom. Right. It's so the, the decorations are amazing. Right. You're telling them there's some chips here and right. there might be a leak here. The Right. And, you know, what I tell everybody is, you know, almost every house that I look at has some sort of, you know, not necessarily an issue, but something that you may want to consider or address, you know, for whether it's a brand new home or a home built in 1930, right? There's, right. you know, usually every home has something that should be considered. Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit to when the home inspection takes place? Yep. So I've made an offer. The offer has been accepted. Does the home inspection happen the next day? Does it, is there a timeline that it has to happen in? Or is that something that you're not concerned with? You get a call and you say, okay, be at the house at this time for a thorough home inspection. Yeah, good question. You know, a lot of times when the house is going to contract, they do, the realtors do set a time frame that the inspections has to be uh, conducted by, you know, whether it's seven days or two weeks, you know, that varies per, you know, situation. So what I tell my clients or potential clients is, you know, the second you go under contract with a property, call a home inspector or call around, you know, busy years, busy times of year, you know, we may already be booked a few weeks out, which may be past your time frame, And then you got to try and find somebody else. Um, you know, if you call and we have an availability within your time frame, then we'll go ahead and book that. Um, then we'll arrange with the realtor and all that stuff. And then, you know, talk details on the inspection on, you know, if you want to be there the whole time or um, time frames on how long I'm going to be there or when to show up for a walkthrough. So everything's situational. But, you know, the main thing would be is to call right away, mm -hmm. try and find a home inspector, see if they have an availability based upon the time frames. Um, you know, a lot of people ask, you know, how do I find a home inspector? Right. You know. Ask around. Your realtors probably had some inspectors that they've worked with. You know, they usually have a handful, you know, depending on the availability. Um, small town, right? Or, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, ask around. You know, maybe your friends have had a home inspection that they did or didn't like. Um, right. You know, you can always hop on, you know, Google. Yep. Start searching. <laughs> Search engine. can be a little unreliable. Uh, Make sure you yep, source exactly. some reviews. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, and we can talk about this as far as, you know, regulation and standards, uh, but there's a couple of national organizations out there. So you can always go on their websites as well, see what inspectors that are affiliated with that organization are in the area and their levels of expertise and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. This is this is just really good info. And it's things that when do you learn this? If you're right. thinking, I want to get a home and all of a sudden there's a home inspector at your door and they're right. telling you all the things that are wrong with your home and you're <laughs> saying, I just want to rent for the rest of my life. Um <laughs> Can you tell us a story about a home that you've walked into and some craziness that has ensued? Have you found, you know, a raccoon in the floorboards? Like, what? Uh, what's your craziest home inspection oh, story? Man. You just, you just never know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's been everything from, uh, you know, you never know what you're gonna find, you know, in, in little cubby holes. Uh, you Yikes. know, you don't know are gonna find up in the attics. Uh, you found a, you know, everything from, uh, you know. Drugs to weapons to uh, you know All of it, that up the in, homeowner didn't know existed yep, there up, is up in the attic you know uh, and you turn around and you know there's a cat wandering around up in there you just you just never know <laughs> that keeps their day exciting you just yep that's why I enjoy Someone my job. Might be listening behind a computer and thinking yeah that's terrifying that's, uh, that's why yeah. we hire a professional. No, I love it, but that's why you know I wear respirators and Tyvek suits because you just never know what you're going to encounter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that that's an adventure. Uh, some questions that folks that you recommend people ask you. One of one of the ones I like 
to ask uh, home inspectors. This is the worst fill in the blank you've ever seen. And if they can answer something, then I'm really concerned about that thing. But do you have some questions that you, you've gotten asked over the years that you say, okay, this is a, I wish more home buyers would ask this question. Yeah, good question. Because I think a lot of people just assume, you know, uh, if they're an inspector, you know, they've got the right insurance or the right experience. You know, every state's different. You know, Montana happens to be one of the few states left that, you know, there's really no regulation when it comes to home inspectors. I know we're in the process of trying to get some regulation enacted, but as of right now, there's no uh experience requirements, no insurance requirements. Wow. You're not required to be a member of, you know, a national organization. Um, so really anybody can be a home inspector in Montana. So I don't think a lot of people realize that. So I always tell people, you know, put your inspector through the ringer, right? You're spending money on this person to do their due diligence to try and figure out what's potentially wrong with the big purchase you're going to make, you know, ask them what their experience is, see if they've got construction experience, um, you know, it always helps, especially when you're looking at houses to have construction experience either uh, in the past or ongoing. Um, you know, ask them if they have a city business license because that shows that, you know, we've at least presented insurance to the city. So, you know, we've got our business license based upon that. We've also passed our background checks. Um, actually ask them if they have insurance, right? Yeah. Make sure they both have general liability insurance, which covers the inspector for, you know, if I'm walking around up on a roof and I step through a skylight or something like that, then that's on me. I pay for that. Yeah. And then the biggest one that a lot of people don't ask is to make sure they have errors and emissions insurance. And that insurance is there to protect you. You know, like if I'm in a crawl space and I see, you know, a crack so big, I've, I look like I can play slots with it, you mm -hmm. know, and I choose not to, you know, report on that, then that protects you, you know, when you come back, you know, a year later, saying hey why didn't you catch this crack it's like oh i decided that it wasn't worth calling out or i completely missed oh, it that insurance protects you there um you know again no standards in montana so ask them if they're a member of a national organization there's a couple different organizations out there and by them being part of those organizations it puts standards of practice upon us which i present to all my clients you know when i go through the, con the contract process and those standards of practice you know lay out you know what I'm supposed to do, what I'm not required to do. You know, I'm a smaller guy, but if the access to the crawl space is, you know, only, you know, six inches by six inches, I just can't do that. Right. Um, so that sets out, you know, the consideration um, for you to be aware of and for me to be aware of as well ahead of time. So those are the things that I usually recommend people ask, you know, put your, again, put your inspector through the ringer, ask them all these questions because, you know, you want that person, you want the best person that you can get to represent you in this transaction to see for any potential issues on this property you're going to buy. Yeah, it's a big it's a big purchase like you said and those are great questions. We're going to put some of those in the show notes so people can kind of refer back and reference as they go to vet their their home inspector. Yep, yep, vet. Yep, definitely vet your inspector. Can we talk about radon for a minute? We can. People have that question and is that something that you do that people should be concerned about? Do you recommend everybody get it? Who should do the radon testing? You know, the EPA recommends that you really should do a radon test for every real estate transaction. You know, it's colorless, odorless, really no way to tell if you have it unless you test for it. You know, the EPA even recommends that you retest every two years, you know, whether you've had, you know, a mitigation system installed or a low test before, you know, they recommend you test whenever you do remodels and stuff like that. Second leading cause of lung cancer in the United States. Wow. Statistically, one in 15 homes has higher than average radon levels missoula you know our local area has you know a little higher averages than that would strongly recommend it you know yeah. some people choose to some people don't choose to choose to um you know if you want to do it we usually go in a couple of days ahead of time 
minimum test is a 48 hour transaction or 48 hour test. Um, so we'll go in ahead of time. That way we can set the test and then pull those results on inspection day. And then you can have all that paperwork sent out to you the next day. Okay. So that's nice to know. Good question. Um, you know, there's been a big push with radon, you know, in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, but no way to know if you have it unless you test for it. And every house can be different, right? Older homes, you know, that breathe more versus newer homes that are so energy efficient, you know, that we can basically heat them with a match, but, you know, may not breathe well enough. So, and one house can have a high level and the house right next door can have a low level. Right. You just, you know, we're building little boxes, putting them in the environment. So no way to know unless you test for it's it. It's tricky too, because you get into a home with higher than average radon. And is that a deal breaker? You know, everything's fixable, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, if a home has a, a high radon level, you know, usually you would bring in a, a mitigation contractor. There's a couple different options to mitigate that. You know, if it's a crawl space, they put a perforated pipe around the crawl space with a vapor barrier over the top. If it's a basement, they, you know, drill a hole, put a pipe in there, and then both those systems, you'd run a pipe to the outside. Put a fan on that, creates positive pressure, sucks any gases underneath the slab and vents them out to the outside okay. you know there's other mitigation options as well but that's the most cost effective and the most popular one um, only as of the last couple of years has our local municipality required us to pre-plumb for radon systems so now when we do new construction it's a lot easier to put those you know pvc pipes in the walls before you right. drywall than to do it after the fact so that's uh, i'm really happy to see that they're going in that direction and requiring us to do that now but so yeah even if you have a higher than you know average radon level it's always fixable. Good to know. Um, let's pretend that I'm purchasing a condo in a high-rise building. Or let's use the Wilma downtown as an example. Uh -huh. So Wilma, for those outside of Missoula, concert hall above it, there's a bunch of apartments that you can buy to own. Yep. I guess buy. Just <laughs> own. <laughs> and what would the process be if I were getting into one of those condos? Yep. Would I... Also hire, hire a home inspector and yeah, still would strongly recommend it. Yeah. You know, a condo inspection is a little bit different because, you know, usually the exterior, the roofs are all shared spaces, you right. know, by the HOA or the association um, still would come in, you know, basically go room by room, check everything from outlets. You're still going to have electrical panels that should have the covers popped off and looked at. You're still going to have some sort of heating or cooling. Um, check all that stuff. If I have access to it. Personally, I will still go up on the roof. I'll check your hallways, stuff like that. Just if in case I see something that I want you to be aware of that you may want to tell your association about, you know, like that may be, you know, some maintenance coming due or some added safety thing that they may want to consider, but still would strongly recommend it. Good to know. Cool. Okay. I think it's time for closing time. <music> part of the podcast where we ask you a few questions that we ask every guest. Okay. And the first question is what would be a piece of advice that you would give to all first-time home buyers or any first-time home buyer that's saying I'm just getting started in this. I mean, what uh give me some advice. What, <laughs> what some wisdom advice. do you have for me? You know, I was a first-time home buyer too. I completely understand it. It can be a stressful process. It's overwhelming. The amount of paperwork that's thrown at you, you know, hard to keep track of. Um you know, I know my wife and I got a little discouraged at one point. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, it's a complicated process. I would just say, you know, don't get discouraged. You know, um, listen to the professionals around you, right? Rely on your realtor, rely on your mortgage person, rely on your home inspector, um, rely on friends that have gone through the process as well. You know, so rely on the professionals and just don't get discouraged. Yeah, we we throw a 
a quote around from time to time that the average first-time home buyer cries three times during the process. <laughs> so we're trying to make that. We're trying to lower that number. I mean, that's our goal here. Not a bad goal. Yeah. Question two. Um, you're a business owner. Clearly, you know you've, you've built this great business. You're you're doing home inspections every day, and so clearly you have some sort of budgeting process in place. Uh, do you have a piece of advice for a first-time home buyer that is struggling to think about how they can come up with a down payment when they're maybe they're working but they you know they're sort of living paycheck to paycheck? What advice would you have for someone like that? Yeah, you know, again, even if you're thinking a couple years down the road that you want to buy a house, you know, start start planning now, right? You know, every little bit that you can save helps. You know, look, there's programs out there that will help with, you know, assistance, you know, depending on where you're going to purchase and stuff like that. Uh, it can be daunting. Again, that you know, that, that prices can be high. The yeah. percentage they want down can be high. Um, I like to think that with any situation, there's always a way, you know, even if you have to get creative, there's always a way to make it happen. So, you know, just plan for the future, you know, you know, start now, even a little bit helps. And then, you know, look at all your options that you can. Yeah, no, that's great advice. Um, lastly, how can people find out about you? So maybe they're in the process, they're looking for their own home inspector and they're here in Missoula, Montana. How, how can people learn more about you? Yeah. If anybody has any questions at any time, I'm more than happy to talk to them. If they want to, you know, reach me by phone, you know, my phone number is 406-546-2280. If they want to call me, shoot me a text. If they want to send me an email, my email address is emmon, E-M-M-O-N, at esventuresinc.com. You know, they can shoot me an email at any time. If they have a question about anything at all during the process, I'm more than happy to reach out to them. Um, again, it's Perfect. a it's a complicated process. It can be difficult, so I'm more than happy to help in any way possible. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, and thanks for that. And we'll make sure to put that info in the show notes for folks if they would like to talk to Emin. Emin, thanks a lot for being our guest. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me.